The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Orders Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sparks, and today we are continuing with our ServiceNow series, interviewing some of the best and brightest leaders, executives, and technical talent from across the ecosystem. Today, we are lucky to host Lewis Wolf. Lewis is the Global IT Services Director at Kraft Heinz. Lewis is a digital transformation leader who prides himself on organizational efficiency through innovation consistent execution. He has established a culture of rapid innovation dedicated to transforming ideas into successfully and successful implemented products throughout the business. As well as being leader from a corporate environment, he also has an entrepreneurial background uh, and experience in mobile payment technology, AI engine development and intelligent chatbot technology. I'm very excited to hear what he's got to say about the evolution of the ServiceNow platform. In today's conversation, Lewis will be talking us through multiple topics, but he's going to touch on mentorship through giving us the story of his career, looking at why ServiceNow is so important to Kraft Heinz. Hopefully he's going to be able to touch on some use cases and the value it's bringing, and then going to be able to talk about some advice for a successful implementation and probably some lessons he's learned on the way. So Lewis, welcome to the show. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you and the audience here. Very good. And uh, thank you again for this opportunity. It's completely our pleasure. Lewis, let's let's start by giving our listeners a quick overview um, of who they're listening to. Can you tell us a bit about your career to date and some of the milestones? I started my career back in Brazil. And in Brazil, I founded the three companies, three IT companies. And the first one, it was the first payment company using the cell phones. It was some years ago in the time that uh, the cell phones, the only, uh, I can say they were only used to do uh, calls, but we brought the technology to allow cell phones to pay. And then we sold this company. We founded another company that was to do coding. And at that time, we were able to see if Java or if Assembler or any other language, if you were doing right, if you were doing the right code. And then it was using predictive analysis and artificial intelligence. And also we had the opportunity to sell this company and we founded another company that was all about artificial intelligence, business rules, and and automation in the process. And that in this point, that's uh, exactly the point I met ServiceNow because when we are talking about uh, service automation and the process, I had the opportunity to start knowing ServiceNow at that. Five years ago, I I got an invitation to start working Heinz as global architecture. I was the, the, the leader of the architecture team. And at that time, we decided that we should have a new ticket tool 
we used to have a remedy as our ticketing tool, and we were planning to do something in the cloud better, and we did a research and we decided to go to the service now. So that is part of my career, and, and now I'm working here in Chicago as uh, the global IT services director. I manage the, the service desk, uh, all ITSM staff, and we are using ServiceNow a lot here. Awesome, awesome. So you've navigated a, a number of different career journeys there, right? As a, a founder of a business and now in a, a large corporate one. Before we jump into ServiceNow, that mentorship is such a big part of this podcast. What have been some of the tipping points of your career? And I suppose, what are some of the lessons you've learned if you look back over that time as an entrepreneur, but also bringing that into a corporate environment? I would say for me to be an ent entrepreneur is very interesting because you know how to manage small business and also medium and big business because when you start a company you needed to do quite everything but as you get muscle you start learning how to have big clients and to to deal with big big companies as well different cultures and i believe having the 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 spirit of entrepreneur is very important not only to to have your own company but today when we are managing a group I always say, try to be an entrepreneur, try to be the owner of this, what you are doing. And I believe my, the challenge that I faced in my life, it is exactly that. It is to bring this spirit of ownership. It means when you are in the beginning of your career, you don't know exactly what to do. And my recommendation for anybody that is starting a career is think you are the owner of your business. Think you are the owner of the company. And when you need to make a decision, what is the best uh, workflow? What is the best thing to do? Think if I were the owner of this company, probably I will go to this patch. So my recommendation is always try to see your feeling as you are the owner of the company, as an entrepreneur. And if you do that, you see that your doubts will decrease and you have a right path to your career. I think that's an amazing piece of advice. And it's really interesting that probably not a piece of advice people would think of when transitioning to a corporate organization, but still feeling that sense of ownership is remarkable. You touched on your job title and a little bit about your responsibilities, but I'd love to dig into that a little bit more. Global IT Services Director. So what are you specifically responsible for and what is your remit within Kraft Heinz? So I have some responsibilities. I will, I will say three different ones. The first one, I'm responsible for all field services in the company. We have uh, 100 field technicians in the field and they needed to, to solve the local problems. And as with the COVID, it was a big challenge because people started working remote and our team that used to be in, in, in the locations, they needed to start uh, helping these people, a new way to work. So it was a revolution. And we have this arm of people, and today they are very knowledgeable in terms of not only helping people in the local, but also how to help these people remotely in a new uh, way to work. We are also prepared to the return to the office 
that's my area that I need to to have more attention right now because everybody is returning to the office and my my team needed to support that. So this is one area. The other area I have is the global service desk. So we manage about uh, uh, 20,000 tickets per month. It's to solve critical incidents, requests, problems, all this stuff. So everything managed by ServiceNow right now. My field service team also, they use ServiceNow. I have another area that is all about the transformation, then the business transformation. Then we are responsible to, to put more automation in terms of using a chatbot, artificial intelligence to bring a better user experience to the user. In fact, what we do is we see opportunities to transform regular human tasks in artificial intelligence tasks. So in this area is the area we are growing most because we are bringing a lot of uh, new uh, things to the company, decreasing the time to do things and also saving money. And in the top of everything is the user experience that is becoming better and better. Fantastic. Can you give us a summary of which areas of service now that you're specifically live with at the moment in your area of the business? Yes, I was responsible for the initial implementation of ITSM service now that is we used to have a, a remit and we put a team here and we did this implementation and from remit we moved to the service now. In my area, we are responsible for the entire ITSM responsible for for tickets, incidents, and IT bots. And I would say ServiceNow is my primary tool. I have about, uh, I would say, half a million CIs in terms of uh, our CMDB. So we have there all computers, servers, applications. We have the relationships there. We manage the tickets, the knowledge, and we manage the day-by-day day day activities here. But every, in all the time, we use service and all. We have uh, about 1,000 solution people. They are the what we call ITU users. They are responsible for solving incidents and requests. And yeah, we we primarily use ServiceNow to do all management in terms of ticketing and also requests and uh, new catalog items. We also have other business areas here. We have human resources. We have ITBM that manages the projects. And yeah, we are growing very fast. We are trying to bring it to the service now other business areas like finance and in in the field to the service now. We will manage much more workflows and the ticketing is using service now. It sounds like it's adding so much value across the business. So I know when we first spoke, you uh, you gave me some project examples. I'd love to dig into those a little bit for our listeners and, and some of the value, specific values that the, the ServiceNow has brought. Do you mind talking me through a couple of those? Oh, of course. That it is. Let me start with that I believe is really good to share. When you use ServiceNow, you have two approaches. You can do workflows and have uh, the flow approvals and everything, and you can have a full automation. It means you can do a full 
transaction without any human resource involved. It's full uh, automation. In our boarding process, when you contract a new employee, we used to spend three, four days to assign transactions, access to files, and all these requirements when you start in the company. For instance, you are starting here, then you need to access SAP, you need to access some folders and this kind of stuff. So it was a very hard task to be done because you need to get approvals, a lot of uh, people approving this, and you can do here and there. So we put one service now automation using integration hub that is uh, a hub that allow you in service now not only to create workflows but to communicate with active directory for instance and and sap and you can do real-time transactions three four days to assign transactions to the new uh, employees we decrease this to minutes two minutes we can assign everything and it's all about automation we receive information from workday and based on uh, the information you are boarding we do the full automation in service now to provide this access to people the, it was a, a, a big achievement here because see when you board someone and they need to wait four days to get access to the system you are losing four days of your workforce and horrible uh, user experience so uh, doing that we increase a lot of the user experience people got happy because in the first day they can start working and also we decrease a lot of this unnecessary workflows and all, all approval process because we did this all using automation in ServiceNow. This is one of the, the benefits we saw. This is very material. We decreased from three, four days to minute, day to a minute. That is great. Another one that I'd like to share, Ben, is returning to the office is a problem. And we know that people are, are facing a lot of issues because they need to return. We have new rules and, and now we have this kind of hoteling. Using ServiceNow, we create flows to allow you uh, to see where you can work and to assign your table and to, to do the best knowledge for you when you receive an invitation to be back where you're going to sit, what kind of computer you're going to receive. So all this workflow is managed in service now and you can see exactly where you are. So we see a lot of benefits. Uh, and what I would say, if I didn't have service now, I was not able to allow people to be back with this all capabilities in days because we received the notice that we're going to be back and we need to react to this very fast and having service now it allow me to create low code and some new transactions there and people can start working from day one and return it to the office having very good experience so i would say it's not only about automation but agility because i used this to something that I even didn't know. It was not planned that this returned to the office and we did it this very fast. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com.
Looking back, big projects, and I'm guessing there was some some challenges. I'd love to know a little bit more about the roadmap about those and what made them successful, and maybe some of the challenges that you faced to play that experience forward a little bit. Yeah, I would say servicing always a journey. Is a journey. We we are more. We have more maturity in some areas. We don't have in other ones. But I would say one of the the most important thing when you were you start with service now is to get the know. That's one interesting part. Some people we start creating workflow and put automation, and the challenge is if you don't know how to do this before you started the automation is a big challenge. And I will give you some example. We had people complain and ask us to put a new catalog item in ServiceNow, to ask for, uh, for instance, a new device, and then we created this catalog item in days, and, and suddenly we see nobody's use it. So the challenge is everybody Everybody wants to put automation. Everybody wants to have uh, their process in service now. But how can I measure if I will succeed doing that? So I would say the ch challenge is first, you need to have all knowledge. You need to understand exactly what the business case is before to start. When you you start a new catalog item, somebody asks you to put some automation. I believe the, the key question is what you will bring to this company having this done? You are going to save money, you are going to bring more sales, you are bring more user experience. As you put this, you need to measure against what you has have planned. Otherwise, you create in ServiceNow a lot of catalog items and a lot of new transaction, but people are not using. So that's why my recommendation in this journey is take care about getting the right requirements, the business case, and make sure before you start automation, that you have the right knowledge to do that and you know how to measure if you are succeed or not in your journey. That's fantastic advice and, and it seems like you've done a really good job at navigating the expectations of your stakeholders but obviously then showing that value on the back end. But if you were to sit in front of a CEO, is there any more macro advice you would give around transformation in a business? What should come first or what should be front of mind for a, a business leader in, in, in your eyes? This is a very good question. And ServiceNow at these days, they create what we call foundation. They didn't have this framework before, but now ServiceNow is helping the clients to start in this journey. So if I would give a recommendation to a CIO is, Try to see if you have the foundation to create ServiceNow. In this foundation, I would say, do you have the CMDB, all server, uh, servers, applications inside of the system? Do you have the relationships there? Do you have owners for the process? So ServiceNow has a framework 
they call uh, this as a foundation framework. And I strongly recommend for any CIO or anybody that is starting this journey to have a look and match in what kind of maturity you are. Because in some cases, if you don't have this foundation and you are trying to put automation or create a workflow, chances are you are not going to be succeed because you you create a new transaction or you create a new workflow but you don't have data enough or or, or information enough even to start and why you need to to make sure that in this journey you have the minimum to start in i believe in these days servicenow did a brilliant job creating what they call the foundation so you were front and center with with craft Heinz initial implementation you've got a background in ai and in intelligent chatbot technology i think it would be a waste if i don't ask you about what your predictions are just in your opinion of the future uh, and where the ServiceNow platform will, will evolve to what's your view on that for our as you as, as we spoke before we've got a quite a large artificial intelligence audience as well where, where do you where do you what do you feel is next for the platform that's a, a very valid question i would say in two areas first service now is going out of it and everything that we know and we do very well in it we are replicating this in other business areas so i would say first service now is allow us to bring it to other company business areas like human resources or finance, the same discipline we have in IT in terms of change management, configurations, and, and this kind of knowledge management. So this is the first thing that ServiceNow is doing, and I believe that's the trend. It's not only to use ServiceNow for IT, but for other business areas. The second trend is about artificial intelligence. So I would say chat it will be the major transformation. People doesn't people don't want to open tickets. They don't want to 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 start typing. They want to talk to computers. They want to say I have a problem or even better. Before you have a problem using artificial intelligence, I can say, oh, I see your computer is struggling to solve an X. So before you you even start in open a ticket to saying that your computer is low i can go to your computer add more memory and to do some predictive things before even to open the ticket so i believe this predictive action not the analysis we have a lot we have a lot of reports in the world we have a lot of report analysis we need action and i believe service now is a system of action so you can see, for instance, you have an article in the company explaining you how to, to ask for your vacation. And when you try to use that, you get a very bad experience. And you can say in the chatbot, I didn't like your answer, didn't solve my problem. And automatically, the artificial intelligence can see that and say, hey, I need to change this because this answer is not working for this guy. So let me see the answer that I gave it to other people that is solving. So this is in real time. I'm not talking about something uh, in the future, but I'm talking something that is real. We can do this today, is to do 
predictive is to put more automation and based on your feedback to the system, automatic changes in the knowledge article or the way I react to some incidents. That's absolutely fascinating. And, and I must admit, we, we've heard about chatbots and artificial intelligence in service now, but we've not had many people talk about the predictive side of it. So that was really interesting. But just before we close, you spoke before about being an entrepreneur, right? Bringing that ownership into the environment. You've been at Kraft Heinz, what, seven, seven and a half years now. What advice would you give to yourself if you were to go back, let's say, five years into your journey? What advice would you give to yourself? I would say I would spend more time thinking about if I have the knowledge before thinking that I have the knowledge. Uh, to explain is, I don't know what I don't know, but sometimes I need to investigate if I know everything that I don't know. So I would spend more time investigating the data I have, if I have already the fundamentals to work before starting working projects or to do things to, to solve the problem. Sometimes the solution is already in the team. People knows already what needed to be done. We don't need reports. We don't need everything. It's only to ask, hey, my friend, how do you solve this? And sometimes we miss the very basic thing, that is get the information that you have already. And this information sometimes, they are not in reports. They are in people, and they know how to do that. So they know the best way to do that process. So if I start my career right now or in, in service now, I would say I would spend more time asking what they believe should be the best for that process or for the company. That That's amazing. No, and some amazing advice there. Thank you. Look, Lewis, this has been a fantastic conversation. I've, I've really enjoyed it. You've definitely given us a lot to think about. I really appreciate you being part of the podcast and I wish you all the best on your journey and in, in for the rest of service now. It seems like it's going to be an exciting one. Thank you so much. And I hope my ideas here can be shared and I'd like to get input from my colleagues as well because we always learn something when we talk to the people, correct? That's exactly. the, the beautiful of the work. Indeed. It's people first and then the rest of it all falls into place. So I, yes, I think that's exactly. a really good way. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much, Lewis. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.